Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Hi, I'm so excited today to introduce you to my old friend, as she calls us old friends, (laughs) Cynthia Heald. She is an author and speaker, and she was missionary with Navigators. I believe that's when I first uh, became familiar with your ministry. You were with Navigators, which is a wonderful uh, missionary organization. Works with college students, I believe. Is that right, Cynthia? Well, uh, college students, military, and the community. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. And you know what? I was just thinking, um, my husband got saved in college about the first week of college, and someone, um, an university uh, member, yes. which is also a college uh, ministry fellow, yes. came to his, came to his dorm room, knocking on the door to talk to his roommate, and his roommate wasn't there, and he saved Mark. So God, <laughs> that was when an absentee person was great, and but Mark got into Navigators then, and he memorized scripture, oh, and that's and he's a doctor, so he knows how to memorize, except you know like anniversaries and birthdays, but he's really good. <laughs> At other things. And so the God's word really meant a lot. So um, Cynthia's was the first Bible study I did, I think, as a married person 34 years ago. And she is a Bible study writer and speaker, and I'm excited to hear about her legacy. So Cynthia, if you could first uh, tell us a little bit about your family, where you live, and your ministry, and then we'll get into the legacy questions. Okay. Well, currently we live in Tucson, Arizona, and which is we've been here <clears throat> 45 years now wow. but but if you ask us where we're from we say we're from texas so <laughs> why is that i was born and raised in texas and once you're from texas you're always from texas but we love tucson and it's my husband and i are here all we have four children and they've all scattered um, okay. I don't know what we did, to <laughs> but uh, they're in Dallas and Chattanooga, Arlington, Virginia, and Amsterdam, wow. um, the Netherlands. So we're scattered all over, but everyone's doing well. We have 12 grandchildren. Wonderful. So we're very blessed. Yes, you are. Very blessed. And what church do you, are you from in Tucson? Uh, we go to Christ Community Church. It's okay. a non-denominational okay. Bible church. Okay. And I uh, wanted you to describe your journey to writing and speaking, because you're the author of, what, 40 books, 20 books? Oh, no, 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 no not that many. I, to be honest, Sue, I'm not sure, but it's more like 20, I think. I, I, I can't keep up. I still can't <laughs> believe I'm right, to be honest. Oh. But I will tell you, when I turned 40... It was a, a shock, I, and I think it is for many people. I, yes. As I entered my 40th year, I, I said, Lord, I can't believe 40 years have passed. Hmm. And I said, they've gone so quickly. And, and I did the math, and I said, you know, Lord, my, my life is probably half over. Yeah. And I, I, it's, I was just taken back. And I, so at that point, I just... I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I, I don't know how many years you have for me, but I just want you to know that whatever your plan is for me, 
for the rest of my life, I I just want to be sure I'm in the center of your will. Mm. I don't want to miss out on anything you have for me. Because it just kind of seemed like the first 40 were like a blur almost. And I think at that time I had four teenagers. And, oh my goodness. Uh, but I, I, so that was my heart for that year. So as I began to read through the scriptures that year, I, I read through Ruth, which I'd read for years and years. I knew the story, Ruth. She's one of my favorite Bible characters. But I was again, surprised when I read, it was in the New American Standard Version, where Boaz says to Ruth, all of my people in the city know that you're a woman of excellence. Oh, wow. And I, I, I kind of put, put my Bible down and I said this, I said, Lord, when did you put that verse in there? I never saw it before. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I, I, I was going to ask you, when you prayed that prayer, Lord, I want to make sure I'm in the center of your will. Um, did you get like an explosive light from heaven when you first prayed that? Because I think people are looking for quick answers. And when they finally oh, surrender I, something, they go, okay, well, God didn't show up. So now I'm going to go do my thing. No, I didn't get anything, Sue. <laughs> That's a good question. I just, I just felt like I needed to communicate with the Lord what my desire was to be his child and to, to do, I had no idea, but to do what he wanted me to do and okay. to be faithful. So I, uh, so the second thing I said to the Lord after reading that verse is how could Ruth be made known as a woman of excellence? Mm. Because she was a widow, her husband had died, uh, she had left her country, her home, her family, to go with an unhappy mother-in-law, right. Naomi, Bitter. to Bethlehem, and to do the lowest work possible in that society. And Naomi had been very, it was very loving and very honest with Ruth, but she said, don't expect, you know, me to have sons for you to marry. And yeah. so, I mean, the future for Ruth was was pretty bleak. Yes. But yet she she I feel like she she was she knew the Lord. And I felt like if Naomi left that Ruth thought I'll probably know will not know God any better. Uh, so I feel like she wanted she she wanted to know God. And, and, and Boaz said to her when he first met her that you I I know you have come to seek refuge under the wings of God. And so I, th I think that's good. So I, I remember then I said, Lord, I don't know what a woman of excellence is, but I would like to find out. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, if this was in the time when we didn't have computers, all we had were the yellow legal pads. Yes. And so I still I use those. <laughs> a yellow legal pad. Yeah. And, um, and I, I didn't have an office or a study. I mean, we had four kids and people in and out of our house all the time. And I just remember just whenever I had time sitting in the living room and thinking through what would a woman of excellence be like? And so after probably two years, I kind of, uh, what I did was write a course on called Becoming a Woman of Excellence. And I said it was becoming because I knew we were always in process. process. Mm -hmm. And 
I am always, I'm still in process. Mm -hmm. And so that was my title. And I taught it to the women at our church. Isn't that wonderful? About, how it just started with uh, a, a thought from God. Yes. Actually, it starts with the word. I, and it I does. think it's, maybe it's even further, maybe it's the spirit because the spirit generated the prayer he in your does. heart. He, and then where do we turn? Well, we turn to the word. And then from that, there's a process, but you actually put it on paper, which I'm kind of a paper gal too. Right. I did. That I put it on paper yeah. and I taught it and mm -hmm. that was it. I, yeah. I had no preconceived ideas of writing or oh. having it ever being published. I, that was I, I never even, I mean, I was busy with the, yeah, with the children. <laughs> I was doing good to get this done. And so, but I do love to share and to teach. So that's what I was doing. And uh, long story short, a good friend heard what I was doing. And I happened to be up, the Navigator's headquarters is in Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. I happened to be up there at a conference and my friend and I were talking and uh, and this was her question. What have you been learning from the Lord? And so bless her heart. She had to sit there when I spewed out becoming a woman of excellence. And so that night at dinner, she approached me and said, Cynthia, you have an appointment with an editor tomorrow afternoon. She said, I think they need to hear what you've what you've learned. Wow. So that that's how it started. Mm. And um, that's beautiful. I, I never beautiful. intended to to write a series. I, I, it was hard. I, it took, probably took me two more years to write the study. I mean, they said, okay, write a study. And I thought, you've got to be kidding. Mm -hmm. so well, what I, I, what I like about yours, Cynthia, and actually the first one is my favorite. I've done several, uh, is that you are literary. I was an English teacher, so it makes a difference to me how things are written. Not that I'm better than other people, but it's just the way I'm wired. So I liked how it was set out because you quote from Oswald Chambers and others, you know, it, it just yes. touches my heart. So it's, to me, it's a great combination. And I'm highly recommending you here is, uh, is uh, um, excuse me, a combination of biblical theology and application and Thank then you. literary. Oh, yeah. And it's I know it's a gift from God. But still, I always recommend you. And I want to say a little bit more about your uh, title. When you said that we're always in process, I think we know that in our heads, but <laughs> I still get mad at myself. I can shame myself when, uh, like I was telling you before we even started recording that I was, you know, grumpy with my husband for the last three days and I should know better, you know, how we shoot ourselves, but we, uh, an old, old boyfriend long before Mark told me once, Sue, do you think you're going to reach a plateau someday, a plateau of spirituality, and you're never going to have to grow? Well, of course, when he said that, I thought, I have been so ridiculous. Because yes, that's what we do. We think we're going to reach this plateau. Hey, I've done all of Cynthia's Bible studies. I've memorized, you know, John uh, 15. And so I really should abide, should abide in Christ all the time. So right. thank you for saying becoming, because yeah. I'm still yeah. becoming a woman of excellence. I'm Absolutely. hoping I'm better now than 30 years ago. Yeah, so great. Thank well, you. I like that process. So once you did one, you just kept choosing different ones, becoming a woman of freedom, whatever God spoke to you. Was that how it did, how it worked? Yes, Sue, that's a good question. I, like I said, I never, I, I writing is not my 
gift. I it's hard for me to write. Um, it's not easy. Words do not come easily for me. Hmm. So I, I, I don't can't, you know, I'm not one that gets up in the morning. Oh, good. I get to write. (laughs) But what I finally figured out was I feel like what happened was the Lord uh, probably said to anyone nearby up in heaven, he said, see that woman down there? The only way she's ever going to learn anything is if <laughs> I, I have a Bible study. Yeah. And so what I, I finally figured out is that each Bible study I did, which was prompted from the Lord, was for me. Yes. Totally I mean, it was like, Cynthia, all right, it's time for you to learn about prayer. I remember when he kind of prompted me to write a study. I said, Lord, I am, I don't know anything about prayer. I, I'm not a prayer warrior. He said, I know that's why you need to write this. And so, I'm the so same way. With it. Yeah. Any of my talks, if they ask me to write a new talk, first I complain because I think, oh, I have to write a new talk. And I have to sit down. I don't like to sit down. I know. I know. And um, and then, of course, I learn the most. So then I have to go back in humility and thank the Lord for the opportunity to get to know him better. And I think that's what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. And I will tell you, Sue, uh, often I have... um, uh, told someone, well, I'm getting ready to go chain myself to the computer. <laughs> so I'll sit down at the computer and, and, and pray. And mm. uh, as I'm praying, what I hear from the Lord is, oh, Cynthia, I thought you and I were going into the closet together. Oh, and so, so wow. the time is precious. It's, yeah. it's just getting me down, getting me <laughs> in that yeah. Uh, frame of mind and in relationship with him that he wants so yeah, so beautiful um now when I first got acquainted with you you sent out um uh, a free newsletter in the mail this was back yeah. in the day once a month I think I was did and see I was thinking about that this morning I thought I love those newsletters and that was before I was writing and um, I got so much out of him. I thought, wow, she was a pre-blogger because see, now everybody <laughs> does it on, on blogs. They write it out so it can be there for eternity. Well, not eternity, but, you know, whatever, whatever the word is that it's before, you know, it's not going to last forever, but it'll last right. while you're here on earth. Right. And um, my brother keeps saying, Sue, write books because they will last when you speak, because I much prefer speaking, Cynthia. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I love connecting with a live audience. But he says, no, keep writing books because they will last after people have stopped hearing your voice, which is probably fine for everybody who listens. I always feel like as uh, someone in the audience, I only come away with one or two things anyway. So why give them quite so much information? But oh, well, I'm trying to be (laughs) obedient. But um, so your newsletter. So you started doing a newsletter. Did you do that to connect with your the people who came to your conferences or you just felt led again by the Lord? No, I I did that because uh, I had met special people, and I'm glad you were on the list. It was people I met that I really felt connected to, that I just wanted to follow up. It was a mm-hmm. way of discipling. It was, uh, from, it totally was. Far, and that was the purpose of it. Um, so, That's again, great. we didn't have the internet or anything like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So, and then one thing you taught me was to choose a verse for the year. 
Yes. And I mentioned yeah. I mentioned that in my newsletter to my people last weekend. I'm going to be interviewing Cynthia and she used to have a verse of the year. I heard somewhere recently, I don't know who, maybe on Facebook, someone mentioned they're doing a verse per month. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do a verse per month. So I have um, Psalm, Psalm uh, 73, 28 in the living. But when I was reading about you, I realized that your favorite verse is Psalm uh, 73, 25, which is also my favorite verse. So I think that we were, you know, we've been kindred, whatever, for years. And we just found out today that, that we, is I love that verse, whom have I in heaven, but thee, and there is none upon earth that I desire besides thee, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And you, I first heard it in, uh, college so I was reading the new King James and in the margin I wrote this is not true of me yet but I want it to be true. <laughs> oh and I true. still have that Bible because I thought you know I think we can read scripture have you read a scripture where you think wow this is not true of me yet Lord but I want it to be true can you think of one Absolutely. offhand can you think Absolutely. of one offhand can you think of what oh, well, the, the example I gave becoming a woman of excellence mm. I, and I didn't say at that point when I said I wanted to be in the center of your will and I said and I would like to be in the process of becoming a woman of excellence for the rest of my life okay so that that's a good example of that yes, yes. yeah yeah we don't hit that plateau of perfection no no for the rest of my life so what legacy do you want to pass down to those who know and love you? I, I pray that my children and grandchildren and friends would say that um, Cynthia loved God with all of her heart. She loved his word and she kept her hand in his. Hmm. Say that one more time. Love right. Cynthia that she loved God with her, all of her heart. She loved his word mm -hmm. and she kept her hand in his. Mm. Where'd you get that expression? Kept her hand. Well, the Lord, I got that. So uh, during the night one night, and I, I, I don't, this is not often for me, but it was like the Lord, um, uh, we had this little conversation and it's like he stretched out his hand to me. And I remember, and I said, and I placed my hand and I remember placing my hand in his and we began our journey. And I, and so the, I always end most of my emails or anything with keep your hand in his. Mm. And because I feel like, as you mentioned earlier, that's a, a really a sweet picture of abiding, of staying connected to the Lord. And he is my shepherd. And if I'm holding on to him, I'm going where he wants me to go. And I, if you're holding hands with someone, you talk and you listen and you have fellowship and, um, and, and you develop an intimacy. So I love that picture mm -hmm. for me. I love that picture for me too. I remember I used to have a college girls um, Bible study and one gal was, you know, searching for God's will because we always are, but especially in our early twenties. And she said, well, my mother said that the center, when I'm in the center of God's will, 
um, I'll know where to go next. And I thought, what a sweet mother that she passed that word of wisdom on to her daughter. And it is good. Um, so how are you currently doing that? Showing your legacy to others that you love God, that you love his word, and that you want to keep your hand in his. Well, it's interesting. Uh, this this Thursday, in a couple of days, I'm speaking to a, a, a group of, of young moms. And I'm currently, uh, you were talking about writing new speeches. I'm writing a new one, but I, I'm taking it from, I, I'm entitling it Advice to Young Women. Hmm. from an old woman yes. <laughs> so love that. And just, uh, I'm looking back over just to see what truths have impacted my life and made a difference in my choices and so I want to pass some of these on to other people and um, so I'm I, I did I I I did write a book entitled Living Wisely, and a lot of these truths are in there. Okay. So um, I, I guess my legacy is already written in a sense, but right. I now I want to share it for sure with yeah. others. Yeah. I hope for their sake that you write out a list because they won't have time to take notes because they're young moms. But uh, that would be a fun thing for them to take home and maybe just stick in their Bible or stick on the refrigerator. Right. Yeah, oh, that please. sounds beautiful. And we don't have time to hear that talk, but that could be another podcast where you tell okay. a young, young woman. Yeah, yeah, why not? Um, another question is, what changes did you have to make or obstacles to overcome to make this legacy continue to happen where you love God and you love his word and you keep your hand in his? Well, I, I think... For me, of course, early on, um, I I felt the Lord. Um, I, I I was committed to Him from the in my early twenties, right? And I just um, had a heart uh, to be with Him, and so even though I had these small babies, um, I tried to make it a priority to, to read my Bible and to memorize scripture. I, I, I put scripture up over the diaper changing table and uh, I tried to study. And I, I think probably uh, I was asked this the other day, um, does it get easier as you get older? You know, like if you don't have distractions of children and everything, mm. I said, you know, I would love to say it does, but it really doesn't. At least for me, it just seems like I can be distracted very easily from spending time with God. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I feel like probably the best thing I, I have to do is to be intentional, to set my heart. I love Ezra 7.10, and Ezra set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach its statues in all Israel. And so I think there's a, that's, that's key for me is that this is something I really want to do. And I set my heart and I need to be intentional mm -hmm. and, and to spend time with God to keep my hand in his, it, it doesn't, it's a, it's a continual thing, but it doesn't to spend time with God in his word doesn't have to be the same time every day. Mm -hmm. And I think that trips us up sometimes yeah. because the enemy said, Oh, you missed your time this morning. You're going to have to wait. Well, that's mm -hmm. not true. 
I can mm-hmm. spend time with God in his word any time of the day. I can grab a few minutes sure. for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was Dallas Willard who said, um, growing in God is not accidental. There is some effort involved. That's and, right. But we can carry the guilt of not having stopped in at 7 a.m. when we have children yes. around us wanting breakfast. So, right. yeah, there's this wobbly balance of grace and habit. Uh, I'm reading a great new book called The Habit of Faith, you know, and how habits help us. I like to say that I don't worship the habit, Cynthia, but I, but habits help me worship. Exactly. And and so I I was just telling a friend, I said, you know, you started to tell me the story how you were disappointed. And I thought you were going to say, this made me laugh, but instead you said, this made me frustrated. So I challenged you to say, well, next time something is going wonky, whatever it is, train your voice to say, this makes me laugh. Because it's a habit we can have to go, oh, this is so frustrating. I can be that way. I can be an Eeyore, even though I'm not. Yeah. So default response. Yeah. Say that. Oh, default, default. Yeah. Response. Um, So what wisdom would you like to leave with our audience today? So what did you say? What, 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 what other wisdom would you like to leave with our audience? Other wisdom. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 I just love, uh, I, my last Bible study was becoming a woman whose God is enough. Mm. And I told the Lord, I said, I think that's a good one to finish on because it is, he, I, I think we need to realize God is enough no matter what. And that, mm because he is and then this is the other thing my circumstances don't dictate my character Hmm. and because God is who he is and he because he loves us he never leaves us or forsakes us and his sole purpose is to make us more like Jesus Hmm. Uh, Romans 8 29 for whom he uh, for knew he also predestined to become conformed to the image of Christ and so I just need to uh have that security of knowing that God is enough, no matter what my circumstances are, that he is with me, he is for me, and he is working for my good and for his glory. Hmm. When, uh, just uh, tell me more about what this sentence means. My circumstances don't dictate my character. Do you mean I don't have to allow circumstances to form me into something that God doesn't want me to be? Is that what you mean? No, I'm saying more uh, reactions and uh, that um, my immediate circumstances don't determine how I react. Okay, there we go. Uh, and, but I do give the example, Sue, of Ruth. Ruth, we went over her circumstances. They were dire. Right. But it did not affect her character. She was mm-hmm. known as a woman of excellence. And so that's, she's the prime example that our circumstances don't dictate who we are. And even frustrating <laughs> circumstances should not dictate our resp- our reactions. We should respond as, as Christ would. Yeah. And I think that takes a lifelong process <laughs> to circle back around to where we started. We are becoming women who realize or live out the fact that our God is enough. And I think that is a beautiful way to close our time together. And thank you so much, Cynthia. You're going to be such a blessing when this goes out. I appreciate you.
Thank you, Sue. God bless you. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.